Hey gang, this is Andy Zook, and you're listening to Bad at Parties, one-on-one conversations with artists at the corner of the party. This last week, I had the great pleasure of playing with the band March to May at the Alberta Street Pub in Portland, Oregon. They are a fantastic orchestral folk band, so check out March to May when you can, and thank you to the Alberta Street Pub for hosting us. While I was in town, writer, actor, and traveler Maxwell Arnold was able to meet up with me for this week's Bad at Parties. I've known Max for about 15 years, but we hadn't had a chance to catch up since he had returned from a trip in Europe, so this was a great chance for us to genuinely reconnect and talk. Before we start, as always, please subscribe to Bad at Parties. I personally will be playing a show on November 9th at the Sunset in Seattle with my band Bears and Other Carnivores, so come check that out. Okay, without further ado, here is the episode, Axwell. I get earbud suction in my ear? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I I just have one. I can reply so far back. This, <laughs> this is good. I I was literally, literally like afraid of that with those kind of headphones earbuds for yeah. a while, and that's why I liked the Mac ones because I was like, I don't have to worry. I heard about that I heard this uh, I heard this story on I think it was on some sort of radio format where uh, a girl gets a cockroach stuck in her ear. They gotta, they've got to take her to the hospital. Those are the things of my nightmares. Like, I, re- I remember, like, being in middle school and being, like, if people are talking about, like, oh, if you do this, that's how bugs get inside your body. And be like, yep, that's true. That's real. I'm yep. never doing anything. I'm just going to live in a little There's bubble. probably a bug inside your ear Oh, right totally. Now. People being like, yeah. oh, yeah, spiders, they come and drink from your eyes. <laughs> you got to keep a glass of water <laughs> totally. by your bed. Years. Did you know? Years did you I know kept that? glasses of water by my bed. <laughs> So that no spiders got into my eyes. The average human body contains about an ounce and a half of spider at any given time. God damn it. <laughs> See, those are the things of my nightmares. Right, I feel you. Right. If any, if any creature, it's always spiders. Can I tell you a secret? What? Always. It's not going to be a very closely um, held secret. I, sure. recently, I recently ate a spider on purpose this morning. What? Just to see... If I could. And was I anybody else with you? Well, it was sort of that sort of thing where after I did it, I was like, I can't undo that now. Right. I'm now the person who has done that. Yeah. I'm, like, a, I'm like that Renfield guy from Dracula. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Luckily, there's been no repeating urges. Why but, did you do it? Um, to look cool? No. I was just alone. <laughs> I was literally just alone. You were alone. <laughs> I was... Yeah. Um, okay. I, this is... These are weird stories. When I was... When I was a kid... Um, I walked into the garage of my parents' house, and I saw this little, like, spider egg nest okay. that was hatching, oh. like, in the moment, and oh, so wow. I went over to it, and I picked it up, and I let them hatch in my hand, because yeah. I knew I was afraid of spiders. And, and now they like, all think that you're their mom. And I think, no, no, I wanted to not be afraid of spiders, and I sat there, and my hand was, like, shaking, I was like, oh my I'm God. not afraid of this, and then I shook my hand off, and I was like, I did it. And I think, like, after that, I was able to kill spiders. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I've... If you can birth something, you can kill it. I really enjoy taking pictures of them, like close up with yeah. my phone. I really enjoy when I see people taking pictures like that. <laughs> I literally walked out of my house two days ago, like was walking down my steps, and there was a person like next to the bushes at my house just like with their phone and like taking photos of this spider. Yeah. And like I walked right by them and they're just like unaffected by my presence. I was like, nice, way to not be like stalled by me. You're like, right. no, I'm taking this iPhone photo. Yeah. Have, of this spider. I am an independent person. Like, I will not be distracted from my craft. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, like you, if you're eating your spider, someone right. walks in and you say, pardon me, I'm having a moment. Could you give me a second? <laughs> I've got a spider, please. Why, no, I really want to know, why, what, what, like, prompted that thought? Um, it was literally, like, you know how you get close to a, you'll get close to a ledge, and you're like, I could totally just jump off this thing right sure. now if I wanted to. Right. It was very much like, I have... 
I have, like, I can. And my instincts are telling me not to. Right. But I, w- I wonder if I can actually what just if I do just, it. What yeah. if I just eat this? You know spider? what? They literally taste like nothing. Yeah. There's literally no taste bud that picks up any of those flavors, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. We're one of those few cultures in the world that doesn't eat bugs. Insects, yeah. Yeah. True. It's weird. I mean, I'm like, no, I don't want to eat the insects. That's not what I want to do. Right. But, like, tons of people are doing it. To be fair, most of them cook them first. Right. And most they eat of the better meteor. Most of them. Most of these people are, are Tarantulas are totally a thing now. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a meal. Right. Yep. It's weird. It's just not something I can get behind. Um, I'm not an insect person. I could, yeah. I could never see myself doing that. Do you think if you went to a place where it was no. not, you just wouldn't? Nope. Okay. No. I'm going to try every prepared insect I come across, but only one, because I don't think I would enjoy it too much. I'm, but, yeah. Like, if I, if I go to one country and eat a caterpillar, I'll be like, oh, that was gross. And then I go to another country and they're cooking spiders, I'll be like, all right, let's I, try this one too. I tried the caterpillar, but I haven't tried the spider. Did yeah. you have, I mean, you were traveling in Europe for like six weeks? How long? Six months. months. Three months. Three months. I stayed, I stayed exactly as long as the Schengen visa lasted, and I left two nice. days beforehand. Nice. I almost got deported because I wasn't able to leave on my own. Well, that's a quick way to get back home. Uh, what happens if you I get go. deported? Do you get, like, arrested when you get back? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, the, uh, America could care less, I no. think. But uh, the, you can't... You have to... You can't go back to the Schengen zone for a certain period of time. Like, hmm. you you get... There are consequences for sure. Right, okay. And you do eventually have to pay your ticket. Mm-hmm. So there is, um, there is like, a monetary fee and, like, a punishment. I think it depends on how egregious the uh, right. the, the breach of uh, protocol is. Right. Is it just... Like, if like, they find me, like, living in a house and I'm, like, I have, right. like, oh, oil... But if it's, like, uh, hi, I moved, to, I, like, came here and I had yeah, no money. I couldn't get back. Yeah. And they're, like, we're going to fly you back, but you're... Actually, when I ran out of money, I tried to get the U.S. government to send me home. Mm. And they were, like, yeah, but we're going to call everyone you know first and t- tell them that they need to pay for your flight instead. And Did I was they like, really? Yeah. Yeah, in Budapest they have like the most intense embassy ever that mm. I've ever seen. Like the French embassy is just in a, like an office space in one of the buildings, and ours is like a compound that you can't really see because of like fences and walls. That's and there's, great. Like, yeah, no, it's, it was so intense that I never got to go inside it. Uh, the person came out and met me. Really? Yeah, they stepped outside the door, closed the door behind them, and then we had a little conversation in front of the embassy. That's so nice. They came out to meet you. They did. <laughs> You're not allowed inside. No. No. That's great. They that's were very great. I wouldn't want you in my embassy either. I, yeah. I don't know why anyone would. I smell weird. Well, did you, I mean, were you, like, did you have any experience like that? You were talking about, like, eating bugs and things like that. I, was, a, was there, I ate a lot of the trash cans. Yeah. For, like, two months. You ate it out of trash cans? Oh, yeah. Oh. Was no, this, like, got, a total, but this was a total, like... It was a snafu. Yeah. In the, in the classical sense of the term. Yeah. Um... It was, I, I got to, I got to Budapest with $1,500, mm-hmm. spent most of my money, spent the last of my money on a flight home, and then missed that flight. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm totally So a month that. in, I'm, I have five euros, and I have to leave for Vienna. And then for the next two months of my life, I just had nothing, couldn't work, couldn't do anything, Jeez. and just had to, like, skate along. I had a mandolin, and I played on the street. That's right. I remember you telling me that you busked, but I, and I remember you, like, had been working on, like, learning the mandolin before you left. Hey, how long had you been playing before you, like... Oh, right as like, I was about to leave, uh, my boss, who had been, like, a big inspiration on me going to Europe, yeah. gave me the mandolin, and he was like, mm, you might just need this. Dude, Dude and go. then it literally became It literally life. became my vocation for two months, but I had no idea how to play it. What were you playing? What? What would you play? I played a roster of four songs. <laughs> <laughs> I played, I played a, uh, what did I play? I played Love by Nat King Cole. Yeah. I played Wagon Wheel. 
Uh, I played uh, some random Justin Vernon song that was really easy to play, hmm. and then I played a song that I made up nice. in Italy. Was and this you were you making money or was it totally like I, I think I probably made a total of like fifty euros over the course of two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not very much money. That's uh, I have no like thirty five bucks. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. I thought it was like I was like okay, we don't the wor- the euro is worth more than the U.S. dollar, so I know it's not going up from <laughs> fifty. I know that number is going down. No, yeah, it's I'm not clear on the no. Actual I busked but... in in Seattle a bit and like. I know that, like, Seattle's a great place yeah. to busk. It's Definitely. amazing. It's like, and so, like, I would have days where I would make, you know, I could make, like, $50 in a day if I was doing it right and mm-hmm. if I was, like, really committed to it. Um, and I know people who make, like, hundred hundreds of dollars in a day if they're doing it right and if they're Definitely. Different. Yeah, even, like, by yourself. We got you, cash to throw around over here. Right. This part of the world. It's definitely true. Yeah. And people are used to it. And so you're like, <clears> oh, yeah. I'm used to the buskers. They're accepted in this environment. And because of that, I, I'm going to appreciate it. Whereas, like, if it's not appreciated, if it's not recognized, if you're like, this fucking thing, yeah. this guy, instead I'm going to, like, put garbage in your suitcase. Totally. When, it, when you are playing music. I think I was met mostly with stony indifference. Right. Uh, I was, I, I was um, in southern Europe, which is a little, a little poor economically, and mm-hmm. also the culture there is very different. Like, they have huge, they all have huge families. Hmm. Everyone's taken care of. You know how there's homeless people everywhere in Seattle and Portland? Sure. There are like five in the <laughs> <laughs> You were one yeah, of them. I was one of them. You were you one know? of the five. Yeah, people just take care of each other in a different way. And so when you're not part of that system, like mm-hmm. you're not considered uh, a, a, a like thing to be interacted with. Right. Well, I feel like in that case, if it is such a you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome in these mm-hmm. environments, it's like what has this individual done to not be welcomed by someone else? Yeah, totally. And, and it, it's one let's, of those like... Let's not get it twisted though. I'm not saying I was great at what I was doing. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I was very obviously homeless. I was playing an instrument that it was very obvious I didn't know sure. how to play. Sure. Uh, and I was, yeah, probably singing a little off key sure. and looking a little desperate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've heard you play. I think you're great. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think I'm getting better. Yeah, and I certainly practiced. Voice. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is a great That's way to do that. I'm thinking. I just um, finished the first book of the Name of the Wind. Have you ever read that? Um, I can't think of who the author is. Is that that Zafon book? What's his name? Zafon. <sighs> I can't remember the author, but it's like a fantasy book, and there's oh, like no, in the I think okay, else. no, it's fantasy fiction. It's great though, really great. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole section at the beginning of it where the mm-hmm. the main character is like. Uh, all of a sudden completely alone and they all that they have is like a lute and so he's just like playing this lute and like using it to survive and like slowly strings are breaking and he's playing okay. with less and less strings yeah. <laughs> you know no spoilers I'm not going to get into okay. it but um, like I'm just imagining you as this character like doing <laughs> that and just like being like yeah I'm young because you hadn't traveled really before this was like no, this first was a, travel yeah I luckily I had I had a lot of lofty uh, aspirations mm-hmm. and and assumptions about what I would yeah. I would be able to pull off. I was expecting not to come back for a long time. I thought right. I was just going to improvise a life. You were uh, like your original goal. I think was to circumnavigate the globe, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah, at that point, I had almost eight thousand dollars, but right. I ended up leaving with way, way less because there was a whole big period of my life where I was like, I just mentally collapsed. That went the previous winter. Really? Um, hmm. I probably wouldn't have gone if I hadn't have been in, had been in the mental state that I was. Hmm. Like it was literally like a. a frying pan to fire situation hmm. uh, but yeah I didn't end up circumnavigating the globe on foot mm-hmm. um, believe it or not but I did get through quite a few miles of Europe yeah sure. yeah. I, I saw mean, a lot of countries you were in you started in Budapest mm-hmm. where all did you go so I, uh, I hitchhiked mostly mm-hmm. I walked a little bit 
it was really cold, and so I was really sure because you were there. You got cars. there in like October, November. No, I got there in February. Oh, okay. So, so I, got back, of, I got back. I got back this mid end of when. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Um. Uh. So I I went from Budapest to Vienna, mm-hmm. and then down to Graz, and then over the Slovenian border into um, Maribor, mm-hmm. and then down to Ljubljana, and then I went to Italy, and in Italy, people don't speak English very well, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and there's much less institution instituted like hitchhiking is not an easy thing to do because people are just suspicious of sure, that sure. in that country. And so uh, I for several days I traveled through farms, but you know I was getting hungry and mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep because it was too cold. All right. Uh, and so I'd have to sleep in the day and walk at night. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was literally they have these little two lane hi- highways and then these like six foot furrows into the ground and then mm-hmm. farmland. Hmm. So there's not like a place beside the road to walk. Right, it's just like a it's like land. a steep drop and yeah. into someone's property and land. Yeah, I think yeah. there's. I was on some sort of floodplain or something like that. Hmm. Um, so uh, I would have to walk at night, <clears throat> and so I would be dodging cars. I would walk on one side of the street, and whenever I saw a car coming behind me, I'd cross to the other side of the street, and then I'd cross back. It was like Frogger. Um, <laughs> and after like four or five days of this, I was like, screw this. I'm. I'm getting a new train. Yeah. I was given, I, I, I begged uh, my grandparents and my former boss for a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, my card didn't work, um, so I had very little access to it, so the only thing I could use the money for was transportation that I could buy tickets for on right. the internet. Right. So I did end up taking a train. I had made some friends in Budapest from Portugal. Right. I took the train to, or I actually took a flight to uh, Portugal, mm-hmm. to Lisbon, and they uh, they and their families actually gave me a place to stay for a couple weeks. Oh, wow, yeah. Easter. I remember hearing about that, that yeah. you were in there for a little bit. Yeah, and I yeah. became really good friends with them. They mm-hmm. saved my ass for sure. Yeah. A lot I mean, of people did. I, I, it literally, sa- I, you were walking into this, I remember talking about this with you, and you were walking into it, especially when you were in the early phases of like, I'm going to circumnavigate. It was like a, I want to do this. I am aware that this doesn't guarantee my safety. Yeah. Like, I, my life might be forfeit if I'm taking these kind of chances. Totally. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I, I had no idea what to expect. I assumed it was going to... I assumed that wherever on the planet I went, at least um, in the Western world... Sure. It was going to be more or less like where I was. The people were going to be the same. The language would be different. There would be different customs. Mm-hmm. But people were going to behave the same way, sure. more or less. Um, that pretty much held up except I think in my position I would have had a much worse time here hmm. it, it, I, I had a very <clears throat> comparatively people were so generous and so willing to help me out right and so willing to connect um, whereas you think of showing up in any small town in right. Washington right. you wouldn't no one would talk to you, you right know? and and here's my question that do you do you think that that's because the people would not have been receptive to you or do you I, how am I phrasing this is the thinking that these people will not be uh, courteous to me and will not be hospitable to me, Does do you think that that makes people, that that creates that situation? Like, do you mean like a self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing? Yeah, kind of like a, because I don't believe, I know people in this area and I don't mm-hmm. see them and think these are uh, hospitable people, so yeah. I don't put my, I don't believe I never, it's going to I never see strangers being taken care of. Right, and so, and, and therefore I'm not going to trust it to happen. I won't put yeah. myself in a situation where it could happen. Yeah. Whereas I'm traveling abroad, I have no choice, and I have like these stories in my mind of these types of things happening. So I, I believe it to happen and I will it to happen. And I find those people and they say, oh, he believes that, so I should fulfill that. Right. Yeah. I think I think there. I, I don't think I got enough of an insight into the culture from that pr- end to yeah. have a good perspective on that. Mm-hmm. I think that there's definitely some there's definitely some validity to that hypothesis for sure. Um, I think that 
I think that there's just like it's just cultural differences that just arose from parallel you know mm-hmm. growth of society. Um, whereas like w- one of the major differences that I noticed between here and Europe is that at least in the places that I went, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's that old self sufficiency thing that we have here, our, mm-hmm. our sort of national mythology of, sure. of you know you make your own way. You you know we live in small tight families. You're mm-hmm. expected to leave your family. Uh, when you come of age, you know, that's totally not how it works over there. Mm. You know, it's, it's it's common and expected for you to live with your parents and your grandparents mm-hmm. until you get married and have your own children, mm-hmm. you know? Um, <clears throat> and so there's just, like, I don't know, the, the, so, the social milieu just feels so much more dense over there, mm. at least from my perspective. Yeah. I'm sure it's skewed in all sorts of ways, but, yeah, I mean, I was never, I was never actually legitimately in fear for my life or, oh, or safety. Sure. Uh, I was never really concerned about being stolen from. I kind of had the assumption that I was pretty much the the sketchiest variable in any right. situation. <laughs> You're like, like I'm, I'm actually the, one the dangerous who's dirty. Yeah. I'm the one who's traveling I'm the one and who, yeah. jumping back and forth totally. on the road. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm male, and so that ob- obviously makes it so much easier. White male, come yeah. on, yeah, uh, tall-ish. Yeah, I'm I'm like six five. That's not true. No. 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 told me you were going to lie on the podcast. I did. I told you I was going to say that, and then That's I did it. You did it. Um, Way to fall through. Way to be truthful in your lies. Thank you. I'm really rigorous about morality <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to falsehoods. I think that that's... I, I totally think that that's interesting. I'm glad to hear. I was wondering, like, how... You know, I knew that you had talked about kind of having, like, a moment of mental um, kind of displacement and, like, mm-hmm. uncertainty, like, leading up to this and not feeling like you had a good, like, self-state. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the right word is. I knew that yeah, you I mean, weren't in, like, a great spot before well, you, oh, you went. Definitely. I mean, you've known me for, like, a decade and a half. Yeah. You've known me since literal prepubescence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know I've had, like, I've had all sorts of issues emotionally, like, sure. all, all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know... Uh, On that page with you. Yeah. Helped out. <laughs> I'm sure most, most, people, most people would agree. Most people that, can yeah. be in that. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I just had a really... I guess it was just a really long adolescence. Yeah. And uh, I've lost what you were asking me. Um, I think that... I don't, I don't think I got to the question. And I don't know that I really had one to get to. But I, I think that you talked about, like, having this moment of uh, mental uncertainty or kind of uh, mm-hmm. mental uncomfortableness, mm-hmm. really, however you want to phrase it, sure. maybe. Um, oh, yeah. I, get, I remember But, that. like... Mm-hmm. In that, do you what kind of what kind of shifted, and do you feel like you brought that on the trip, or do you feel like mm-hmm. you were able to leave that behind, and 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 leave that at home? Yeah, I guess it's difficult to separate um, what changed without sort of describing what it was. That's okay, and you don't place. have to feel like obligated to do that if you don't. No, 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 not no. at all. Uh, I can do it pretty quick. I was just very disassociated. I think disassociation mm-hmm. would be the best word for it. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I felt like I was outside myself staring at myself all the time and I, I felt like an alternate reality version of myself and it's diffi- it, like that doesn't sound as horrific as it actually felt at the time hmm. just do not recognize like it was that sort of like you know existential dread like the sarts like nauseous type thing yeah. uh, where I'm like this is what is this chair? Is this a chair? This isn't a chair. Who, who am I? What are you? What's going on? You right. know, where are we? Uh, mm-hmm. um, and not a joke, but in a real, but in like, a real now like, imagine that that actually feels that as way. As in, yeah. unable to, like, I can't take five minutes of thought and think my way out of it. It's a, like, ongoing and consistent mode of being. Right. Um, and I don't know what brought it on, and I don't really know why it left or if it did. I certainly feel differently now, but I think <clears throat> part of what made me want to go to Europe in the way that I did was that idea of 
um, I can't be passive any longer, you know, um, and I need to radically, like, I'll do anything just to change something hmm. uh, in the most drastic way that I can. Um, and literally, like, throw, like the idea of throwing caution and good sense to the wind and deliberately doing something that I hadn't thought out, deliberately doing something that was risky and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, yeah, just, like, th- literally throwing myself at fate. Um, and it worked. Right. Because once I got over there, there was no more dread. Great. And I wondered about that, and that's kind of why I wanted to, like, talk about that idea on the, on the podcast, because, of course, you're, you're doing writing, you've done yeah. music, you've done some, like, acting stuff as well. Like, yeah. you're kind of all across the board. But, but specifically, that trip being, in my mind, like, the most self-like directed artistic movement of a, I see the universe in a way um, that is not the way I want it to be. Yep. And so I'm going to live out this moment that is, is it practical? Is it, is it intelligent? Is it the right thing to do in, in like society's eyes? No, this is, this is silly. This yeah. is ridiculousness. But I believe it is going to uh, create a, a statement, even if it's a statement for myself, that's going to redirect the pattern of um, that perspective of the universe and say like, now I view the universe as this. And so it becomes that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I and I see you doing that, and I see like just the the way that I'm like talking to you, and have like been seeing you since you got back. I'm just like, yep, yeah, different different person. <laughs> totally. Like yeah. very very much more comfortable, mm-hmm. which is really good to see. And just like, um, I think that you've always been somebody who's uh, clever. Yeah. And like. Uh, oh yeah, so clever. Well spoken. Really. Yeah. Andy, and I don't think we can stress enough. <laughs> just super how, clever. How amazingly witty. <laughs> good looking. Oh, oh man. So good looking. So tall too. <laughs> Not tall. <laughs> and he's like average height, he's man. Like, I'm an architect. Why are you going back to this? Why do you keep going back to being so tall? Um, but it, I think like just to see you now in a place where uh, you you still of course have those traits, but like I think like I see you. <clears throat> having those and not like leaning on them i see like you you look pleasant you Thank look you. nice you look I like feel, you're doing i do well. feel really much better do you yeah. feel like you're doing well right now yeah i do uh yeah i mean I'm, uh, my circumstances are humble but i've ne- i've never felt in a like better place personally hmm. yeah i've got good friends around me i've got like you know i've got a good relationship with my brother and just hmm. like yeah i have the ability to be nice to people now which is something that right. i always wanted yeah, you know, were yeah. you not feeling like you could be nice to people before? I felt like I could be nice to about four people at a time. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, over the course of any given year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I just I just felt unpleasant as as, as a young person. right because that was more like a being nice was more like a give than like a, a mutual like I give you give back or like what do you mean being nice was that like an exhausting process before? Mm, it was just a it was just a very I don't know there's a vulnerability and kindness sure it's much easier to. If, you know, if people think that you feel tepid towards them, mm-hmm. they're less likely to, to behave unpredictably towards you. Sure. Or behave, yeah, behave, you know, outside of norms. Right. Kindness, people can then be open with you and say, like, hey, I expe- you, have these yeah, new expectations. And then you're pulling, on, pulling sure. on extra emotional baggage that sure. I didn't have room for at the time. Definitely. Uh-huh. But now you feel like you can engage in that with folks. I think, so there's, did you ever read the Carlo of Kunauskart books, like Mm-mm. the My Struggle books? Mm-mm. Um... Do you, are you familiar with him at all? I mean, yeah, that, that sounds super familiar, but I don't know he, at he, all what He literally wrote a, he's reading, it's like, um, it's, uh, like biography literature. Sure. There's a term for it. It's, uh, he, he just wrote, uh, a, he's writing this five, I think he's done. He wrote a five volume thing about just the, like, 
I think the 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 back of the book describes it as the the heartbreaks and banalities of exi- his existence or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's just like I'm gonna write. I'm literally gonna write a book about my experience. And one of the like yeah. the most cogent things that I remember reading. I read the first two books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's from the first book, and he's talking about himself as a teenager, and he he he, he does this little aside uh, where philosophically he, he he says, you know, I think or he thinks what the biggest <clears throat> difference between the way that he experiences the world as an adult and the way that he did when he was a when he was teen, a growing person, you know, yeah. a teenager, mm-hmm. was uh, he always knows everything's distance away from him. He phrases it very beautifully, and mm. I can't quite remember it, but right. it's such a vivid metaphor of, like, he always knows how far away he is from a thing. Right. You know, um, and I definitely, like, have, have connected with that idea since then, where, like, yeah, the idea of being nice to someone is such a bigger deal than, than, it, than it, you know, and it's, I'm sure it's, you know, it's different for everyone, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you just, like, you'll go, to, you'll go to a house party, and if you showed up as a 25-year-old, you'd be like, yeah, this is a pretty cool house party. I guess right. they have nice drinks. But when you're 13, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, there are people hanging out. This is amazing. Right, you know? I have arrived. This yeah. is everything I hoped it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, right. and I think that um, he, he, his, his perspective on it is it was something he had lost, and he, he, mm. he's, you know, he's writing as, like, a 40-year-old, so right. he, 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 it's something he wants to regain. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, being 24, uh, it's so nice to finally like have that feeling where you're like, okay, I kind of un- I have depth perception, you know? Right. I t- that totally makes sense, and I feel like that idea of depth perception feels like it's centered in, in time, which I've, I've been yeah. talking about this a lot with people. Is like a, are you here? Are you excited <clears throat> about this moment, this one right now, right. or are you excited about where this moment could mm-hmm. lead you to? And you're actually thinking about the future or what you're missing out on, what's in the past, like what's no longer an option. Totally. And and I just. I, I mean, I keep on coming back to that idea in, like, my conversations lately, but, but like, finding no, the ability to say, like, I'm right here, mm-hmm. like, it, is that closeness is, like, how much am I able to actually engage with this? Being nice to totally. someone, are you thinking about what is this going to get me later? Understanding like, the place and time. Yeah, super, yeah. <laughs> super capitalistic mentality of, sure. like, where is this going to get me? What sure. are you actually going to gain me? Yeah, and I think there's that's kind of pregnant with another idea that is formulating in my mind currently, which mm-hmm. is, give me a second... No, knowing that the space, the moment that you're in is fitting rationally with hmm. an imagined trajectory of moments. Mm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I think now that you now that you're mentioning all this, a lot of a lot of what caused so much difficulty in me was that it, all of my time felt out of sequence. Right. W- weirdly, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know exactly. How to no, describe that totally it makes sense to me. But uh, yeah, to know that to know that you are part of a continuum that is. I guess, a smooth curve or whatever. Right. I mean, we, as humans, we've evolved to like patterns. That's what kept us alive. The people mm-hmm. that were evolving that liked patterns mm-hmm. saw the tiger, and they <coughs> survived. And the people that didn't like patterns did not see the tiger in the trees, and they yeah. died. And so the people that like patterns are alive now. Right. Yeah. And so if you look at your time and you're able to see, <laughs> look oh, at that beautiful tiger. Look I at that beautiful run. tiger. I'm going <laughs> to oh, fuck shit. out of here. <laughs> no, but you're able to see, like, I like what's happening right yeah. now, or maybe I don't, but I know, like... I feel like this makes sense. It mm. has a purpose. There's a story yeah. to my life, and I'm a character that I enjoy that character, and I and I'm following the the principles and the ideals that drive this version of myself, and mm. I and I believe in it. Yeah, like great. And I think it's so easy to say I'm living into a character that I do not believe in. That's maybe uh, one of my good friends, Megan, who was on the podcast. She had this beautiful thing where she's like, she was telling me she just is learning 
and maybe this is like six months ago, but she was saying she's learning to be the main uh, character of mm-hmm. her story, where she's felt like for years she'd been uh, a secondary character or like a supporting actress or something like that in her life to yeah. other people. And to be because it was it was comfortable. She knew her role. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's so much more comfortable. And you look at that with, with absolutely that idea of time. It, is this congruent with what my expectations of who I am and what this scene is? Right. And all these imagined social ideas that aren't real. They're not sure. real at all. Well, I mean, there's, there, there, there are people who say that like the way that we're seeing time isn't even real. I've got a book right over there sure. called The Or... I'm going to sound super pretentious when I say this, but <laughs> I love the title. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can remember it without yep. looking at it. The Origin of Consciousness and the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind Ooh. by a psychologist named Julian James. It's such a trippy read. Yeah. You have to check it out. It's, okay. It's dry as all get out, but it was like one of the first nonfiction books I read. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, <clears throat> he mentions, I think it's in the introduction, he mentions it, it, um, just the prevailing uh, possibility that we narrate time linearly mm-hmm. as an evolutionary mechanism rather than as a genuine totally. perception. Totally. And so the fact that we are seeing events coming one after another uh, in, in, a, in a you know constant and linearly predictable direction is a total uh, uh, fallacy of our brains. Mm-hmm. Now, that's some pretty out-there stuff. Right. That's I mean, not, but that's but not necessarily supportive. But it makes sense. If, like, but, like, if you don't live with a conscious... At, like, uh, but, conception yeah. of linear time, then you're saying like, oh, I'm hungry now, <clears throat> eat food next, stay alive, exactly. get food later. Must like, have food at these intervals into right. the future to maintain existence. Right. Otherwise, you're like, yeah. oh, here, one moment in time, that's when I'll do all of my eating right. for all my existence, and then I will be done with it. Like, and those fictions become totally necessary. <laughs> it's, like, it's like money. Yeah. Money's not a thing. It's not a Money thing. doesn't exist. No, you but don't. when we all believe, when, you, when all we just all decide agree. to believe corporately, yeah, it's, it's uh, wait, it's from the book too. Mm-hmm. He, he has a term called uh, collective cognitive imperative. Mm, love it's, it. He, it's, he, his example is religion. Um, mm-hmm. People believing in God. Sure. According to him, God does not exist. Sure. He's an atheist. However, he says, when everyone in the room at the same time is believing in God, God becomes real, and that's where God lives, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I think there's a lot of people that hold that belief. There's another book I'm going to lend you right after this podcast. It's called How We Are by Vincent Deary, and he talks about, um, he has a whole chapter where he talks about fiction, like hu- human fictions are the necessary groundwork for all civilization and social interaction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, we have an incredibly story-based culture, like mm-hmm. historically, and like I th- see that becoming more and more alive. We need... A narrative. We need a, a a story. We need heroes. We need villains to to yeah. understand how we fit into our society. Totally, you see, and it and, and it's still it's still constant. It's mm-hmm. it, that's just how we are. If we lose that, we lose our purpose of being. Right. Yeah. And uh, more interesting to me is our is our uh, <clears throat> what boggles my mind is that we tend to we tend to take these narratives and we don't make them more complex and more nuanced. Mm-hmm. We simplify them. Mm-hmm. I think like the most. Pre- prevalent example of this currently is, is politics, mm-hmm. where we, the way it should work is we all get a booklet every year, and we each, democratically, dis- we write in, you know, our, our stance on every single issue, you know, pure democracy, right? But that would take so much time yeah. that, and thought. And who would process that information? You know what's much easier and better than that? Hmm. I'm going to pick a team. There's a red team and a blue team. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, um, once a year, I'm going to pick what team I'm on. Right. And that's all that's required of me. Right. And then I know how to live life. Yeah. 
all the platforms are set up. Yeah. And, oh. and that's that, that's coming straight out of the book, too, where it's mm-hmm. like it's all about spending as little mental energy because our brains are burning massive amounts of fuel. Mm-hmm. Almost all of the energy that we consume goes right. to our brains. And, and so, and that's, you know, I'll definitely agree that, like, that's why you see a lot of people who are taking those stances, whether it's religion, whether it's politics, whether it's, like, what fucking sports team do you care the most about? Yeah. It's what was I raised on mm-hmm. or what is the fighting against what I was raised on? Yeah, you know, totally. Take one of those sides and really coming down to what's your emotional response to mm-hmm. any of these things. And usually what's your initial emotional response and then how am I justifying my emotional responses yeah. over time? Right. Um, because uh, <clears throat> you're saying, great, this is a good story. What is the story that catches my emotion? What's yeah. the, ser- the story that pulls at my heartstrings? And that is now fact. Yep. Right? And I think getting down to like where we were before, mm-hmm. um, talking about um, Kanazgard's idea of... Uh, of depth perception. Sure. It's only possible <laughs> if you decide to, like, I'm going to say, let's say I'm, I'm a sculptor, you know? Mm-hmm. I can't spend all of my time worrying about whether I'm a good sculptor or not. Mm-hmm. I have to decide I'm a good one first, regardless of yeah. my actual skill or talent, so that I can do it, you know? Mm. And that's something that I think for the last couple of years has been sort of... Uh, uh, subliminally on my mind mm. where just to get to the point where it's okay for me to say it's okay. I'm just doing <laughs> like, it. It's I'm just doing fine. It. It's fine. I'm yeah. just going on a trip. Right. Tons of people are telling exactly. me you shouldn't do this. Yeah. That's fine. I'm doing it. Is it the best? Yeah. What's the perfect way to do it? How do I perfect? doesn't matter. Perf- yeah. Just it doesn't do it. matter. Yeah. I'm going to die someday. By the way, I, I, <laughs> packed, I packed terribly. <laughs> Every single thing that I brought that I thought was waterproof was you not waterproof so at all. You, I know. I spent were... so much money. I worked so hard. I, and it was all shit. Uh, I'm sorry. Nah, so, some of the things worked out okay. Yeah. The boots were awesome. They great. Out great. Good boots. Good, Good boots. boots go a long way. Still got them. Um, but I, I, I love that, is like taking all of those big concepts and saying like, because of course we do all this research and research is mm-hmm. me search. So what does it actually mean to me? Research my... is me search. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, that's my mantra for life. I okay. really believe in. Uh, yeah, that's true. I yeah. mean, that's, that's universally true. <laughs> that's Absolutely. Uni- okay, great. Um, well, I thought it was unique. Uh, but I, I think that that idea of like, how do all of these different, like, fictions that we're choosing to turn into nonfiction because mm-hmm. we live that life um, is not a bad thing. And, like, acknowledging that, I think, like, um, I have so many people in my life who I could think that and I could tell them that and they would be like, no, this is real. This is important. And it's like, you're right. Yeah. It is real. It's important. And it's fiction. Like, both of those are true. And, like, when you, um, when you live in that universe where you say, I take this trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I play the mandolin. Mm-hmm. I, I live with these people and they're good people. And like when you, when you believe that and you live into that, it becomes truth. Now, obviously, of course, sometimes I don't care how much you will, you're willing that into the universe, like the universe is going to will back at you. And I can make my nose invisible. Right. Okay. Just, <laughs> right. Despite not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. No, I think, I think you're absolutely right about all right. that. Right. Totally. And I, I, but I think like. There is, of course, like what you're saying, nose invisible. There's a point where you can take it too far, and now you're the crazy person on the street who's no, like, no, no, I have saying, no nose. I'm not saying I can make my nose invisible to you. I can make it invisible to me. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay, I get what you're saying. But I'm also saying, like... I was afraid that you might have thought I was crazy yeah, when I said no, that. No, no. Like, I was like, maybe I should bring that back up to some people. That's great. Uh, my nose is not invisible. <laughs> I just can't see it. Right. Um, Right, uh, but like that person who can, I, I think you're still making, whether you're making the point or not, like there is the point you can take it to where you're, you're living into a universe where you're not agreeing to the things that people are agreeing to and you're, you're uh, 
you're denying. We, we, the there's truth. a fine line between yeah. between like reality augmentation and delusion. Mm-hmm. And sure. I think that the main th- the main thing that gave me so much difficulty uh, in younger years trying to <clears throat> establish this groundwork of all of these you know interwoven metaphors that kind of are making my life mm-hmm. was the fear that it was going to turn into delusion. Right. Because um, a lot of people in my family have struggled with mental illness, and mm-hmm. I was my biggest fear growing up was that I was going to get schizophrenia. Like, when I was 14, like, I would think about it all the time. I was like, it's 18 or 19. Oh, no. What if I go crazy, you know? Um, And so I was just very rigorous every day about, like, what is the real? What is the actual? What is the objective? Mm -hmm. Um, But, and then, you know, eventually I had to come to terms with the fact that there is no objective. There just Mm -hmm. isn't. Yeah. You know? And ever since then, things have gone so much smoother. Yeah. Also, do you want to give yourself schizophrenia? Think really hard about how to (laughs) not get schizophrenia. (laughs) Spend all of your time. Spend all your time just really (laughs) willing to. Over and over again in a notebook. I'm not not schizophrenic. schizophrenic. (laughs) And then paste it up all over your wall and put a bunch of red cord in between everything. You guys! I've got great news! I'm not schizophrenic! <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is... Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. I love that you're talking through this and you're, and you're thinking through this and you willed that to happen and maybe the trip was... For some people could be like... I could see easily people could... Like, you told people, this is the trip I'm going to take. Mm-hmm. And then you came back from the trip <clears throat> and it was very different yes. from your intention. Yes. And it would I be was really easy. embarrassed. Right. Of <laughs> I course. was very embarrassed. When it I got would back. be easy for you yeah. to be embarrassed, and for like, and where is that shame coming from? Is it from you, like saying like that? I didn't like that. I didn't. In, I. I'm. Not, I'm mad about what happened. Or is it a, coming from mm. other people? What if other people it wasn't, think? Well, here's the thing. It definitely wasn't shame because I definitely okay. the trip that I took was the trip that I wanted. Yeah. And that was the trip that I got. I was mm-hmm. very satisfied with it at the end. I was like, yep, hit all the hit all the points. Mm-hmm. That was all the shit that I was hoping to do. Um, it was embarrassment, and the way I'm okay. thinking about it is that like shame shame is when you are upset with yourself about something. Got Whereas it. embarrassment is when you know that, it's or social. when you believe that other people might be upset with you because Absolutely. you're not performing mm. something. Well said. It was very light embarrassment. It was sort of sort of just a red face thing where. <laughs> Because I knew in my heart of hearts, no one thought I was gonna like actually be. No, it's you know. like when you when you're like, I'm gonna take the driver's test, and everyone's like, he can't fucking parallel park. <laughs> yeah, all totally. right, good luck on totally. the driver's yeah, totally. test. And yeah. I could, I you yeah, know. And then you go, guys, I failed the driver's test. We all knew you were gonna fail the driver's yeah, test. Yeah, totally. I think yeah. a lot of people didn't even think I was gonna go. Right. Um. And so I think just having actually gone and, yeah. and doing what I did, and, well, and, and deciding not to come not to come back until my shingum was up was also a big thing. That's great. And yeah. I think like a big part of that is also like knowing that embarrassment is likely to be the end result of any attempt like that. <laughs> right. Like, that embarrassment being exactly what you said. Not being something internal, but right. something where other people are trying to cause you to feel shame yeah. through the embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. And to say, I know that's going to happen, and I will not give in because I'm, I'm going to be confident in the, in the reality that I'm choosing to believe. And when you, when you choose that, like you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're, then you're not beholden to them. Literally, like, I knew it probably wasn't going to turn out like I thought it, I, or I was telling everyone right. it was going to, but I literally couldn't not, like, <laughs> I had the I had the money at any time I could have been like, no, actually, I'm going to, you know, do something wrong. I'm going to buy a car. Yeah. Change my life forever. Sure. Uh, but I could literally, like, it was never a question of, like, should I? It was literally, like, I have to. Yeah. It's, it's already happening. Right. It was a foregone conclusion from the moment. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just so glad you did it. And, like... I, I wonder, I see it in have like... Have you been? Have you been to Europe? No, I've been to Canada and Mexico. Cool, it's the same thing. 
Yeah, it's the same. It's basically exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Okay, great. I just wanted your you've confirmation. Seen, if, you've seen, if you've seen some of like Canada. Like, if I've seen, like, the southern Mexico, edge of Canada and, like, the northern, northern edge of, of Mexico, Mexico, that's exactly what all of Europe is like. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. France. Yep, just scratch all that off. All of, of that, like, Tex Mex. <laughs> Man. Uh, no, uh, it's, these are things that are goals. But, yeah. uh,. No, no, you also if, have you have a, you you have a lot more on your plate than I do yeah. or did at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Different life. Different life. And also, it's not a priority right now. If it was a priority, I'd be there. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what I tell myself. Um, no, you got you got it going on as far as I can tell. Right. Thanks, man. Yeah. I like the things I'm doing. Yeah. Um, are you? I mean, you're you're talking about like these things in the past and like how you willed them into being, <laughs> and it, like it seems like it has been something that you've been able to like, really reap from that, like. Or like really like get back what you put into it mm-hmm. in like a in a really exponential way, and like I I wonder how is that like playing into your like sense of like crafting the universe into what you want it to be your artistic self to like okay. give it a simple version like is that still happening right now? Um, I think it's ongoing. I think it's got to be ongoing. I think the ideal sure. the ideal is that it that grows along with the continuation. There's mm-hmm. not a point ever... I can't imagine there being a point in my life where I'm like, okay, time to stop changing yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Look Pause. at me, I've made it. I've you know? arrived, right. Yeah, I am now at the termination of my... Like, that would be... That's death to me. That's just literally what death is. Yeah. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. It's lack of animation. And yeah. the, the, everything has to grow in tandem, which means I'm gonna have a different perspective mm-hmm. next year than I do this year. Mm-hmm. I want it to be that way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, things are gonna get boring really Well, and that's, that's exactly what you're talking about. If you're being a person who's focused on the present and, like, where mm-hmm. am I right now, mm-hmm. then you're not saying, oh, once I achieve one year from now, accomplish this goal, then I'll be happy. Oh, no, I do that all the time. Okay. I think you have to do that. I think you have to do that to, to you function. Kind of just, that's another one of those fictions. Yeah. Yeah, that's the it's it's literally like desire is not a thing that has any sort of outward attraction. Right. It's literally a like an instinct that is just divorced from all stimuli. Yeah. You I'm, are going to and you're just gonna lightning rock to to whatever. Like mm-hmm. right now, I really want a car, and I think that once <laughs> once I once I have a car, I'll be able to go places wherever I want. I'll have mm-hmm. mobility. I'll be able to do more things with my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm going to feel the same. Yeah. I recently started right. dating I th- someone. Right. I think she's I think awesome. Yeah. But like when I'm not around her and I'm not like staring deeply into her eyes as I often do, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, when I'm, you know, when I'm here alone in my room, I don't, it hasn't changed my like serotonin levels permanently. Sure. It's just, it's, That's so true. you keep getting more thing, like right. more stuff, not possessions necessarily, but you keep accruing these new um, conditions, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to always want more of them. Right. And I think I like that. And I, I feel like, uh, for me, like kind of the way I'm looking at that is um, mental currency. Like, how much of your mental currency is going towards that future goals? And how much of your mental currency is towards the here and now? Yeah. 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 And I think that's just a calculus that everyone has to kind of, like, work out for themselves. Yeah. I, 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 I bring that. it up because I'm terrible at this calculus. And I'm yeah. working. Like, this yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. is mostly about working on getting better about being like, being no, here. let's be less yeah. in the future yeah, and yeah. be more right here in this conversation. Well, there's some dude who said that there is no actual present. Who was it? I think it's in the myth of Sisyphus. But, uh... <laughs> it's uh, Camus. You should read that, actually. I well, don't have a copy, but... Dude, you're you're one of the... Uh, there, there are a few people that I keep in my mind as, like, well-regarded, well-read individuals in your, your top three. Oh, thank you so much. I am a little self-conscious. I've been pulling out a lot of book That's because that's how your, I mean, that's how your universe is created. It's I feel like a lot of the things that you've read. Absolutely. I think more than that, it's like, I'm not comfortable yet having my own ideas <laughs> mm. and, or express, or not having them, expressing them to people as a 
um, opinion, like an actual belief. Sure. It's nicer to have it's, a reference. It's much easier to have someone who went to college mm-hmm. <laughs> who can say it, who I can say it through, you know. Sure. Um, but what was I just saying? Oh, yeah, the idea that um, uh, we kind of have this collected past and this possible future, mm-hmm. and our present experience is literally just the, those two abutting forces. Uh, uh, we're just kind of caught between them, and it's always shifting, and mm-hmm. there's always more past, and there's always less future, but there's never any here. Right. And that's one way of looking at it. The other way is that it's all present. Right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. like, the, it's like the whole... Um, uh, there's always, there is no smallest thing because there's always something separate, separating something else, mm-hmm. you know, yep. otherwise it's one thing. Yeah. I've definitely been like, uh, working on trying to be, get, trying to be better at meditation. Like I've been working on that with my therapist. And I think like that idea of, um, instead there is no present or everything is present. It's like, there is no past. There is no future. There is only a moment right here mm-hmm. and, and trying to, to <laughs> let that in momentarily and and yeah. experience that through like meditation and and uh the process and, and people who i talk about this with they're like yeah that's what meditation is that's really yeah. basic and i'm like so, i know but i'm just getting to it it's just like just sitting and not thinking about the moment but just experiencing the moment right, right. so clarify something for me yeah you're what you're saying is that from your in your in your thing um you are you are afraid that you are living too much in the future and not enjoying where you are at currently yeah i have the exact opposite thing I um I'm always uh I'm always afraid of the present leaving mm. I was I, I I don't remember when it was but there was a point at which I was feeling really good and I was in such a uh I was in such a like happy spot for a second it was probably like at a party with a lot of close friends or something and it was that time towards the end of the evening when the light is soft and the music is light and the lightness is music um mm-hmm. but uh I just remember being like yeah but god it's about to end already Right. I just barely got here. Huh. And I realized that I had, I was going to have to put work into just letting things go. And, and sort of that, that ability not to fear death because by the time you get there, everything's already gone. Right. You know? Right. That sort of, all, that sort of Irish, you can't take it with you, termination thing. Mm. Um, that's why I don't keep a journal. I, I tried many times, and I would always throw them away after about, like, filling it a third of the way. Sure. It's because like, you can't hold, like, the more stuff you're holding on to, I don't, I don't mean, like, not making attachments or not, sure. not making obligations for yourself, but, like, understanding that, like, impermanence is part of what makes a thing good. Mm. Uh, I think that was, like, yeah. That's, that's my struggle with presence, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're actually, we're actually, like, focused on the opposite end. Yeah, of I, I, I like that, and I think that... Um, like, I feel so inclined to the, I definitely feel, like, much more inclined to the impermanence of being, like, I've a lot, mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about how, like, man, I wish I could put out music in a way that would exist <laughs> for, like, one listen. Like, you're allowed to listen to this one yeah, time, yeah. and then you will be physically incapable That's of ever hearing it again. actually totally possible nowadays. You could, you can do that. I mean. Somebody could make a recording. I mean, there's, I mean, it's like those, yeah, you know, at the same time, it's like those Buddhist, like, sand creations, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they destroy them when they're done. Yeah. Uh, but like people you. can take photos of them and I mean, did you see that? Did you watch House of Cards ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. So that's on there now. It is now. That right. Sand, that sand circle is exactly. in, in a form and it's, permanent. Exactly. And it's permanently yeah. in there, but like they, they represent that and they, but wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, what about, so, so does that extend into people's minds? Like, do they have to forget the song too? No. I mean, yeah, right. There's the thing is like right. how, how much does it exist? Um, yeah. And I think like, 
that that's the point is like I want uh, I love memory I think okay. memory is wonderful mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful and I love the way that it's imperfect and it changes totally um, and I like the idea of uh, listening to a song or experiencing something food food is one of my favorite art mediums because once you have that one dish mm-hmm. it is it is gone like, it got made and they it, consumed yeah you like I love it <laughs> you, you turned that food into shit destination, you turned that yeah. piece of art into total shit <laughs> And it was asked of you, yep. and you paid to do it. Yep, like I, it was I, intended. I yeah. love that, and I, I love eating. It's just such a wonderful experience because um, you are you really have this moment where you're like, I can either be completely present in this moment and and enjoy this, or I can I can like be on my phone and ignoring this and like be done in like fifteen seconds with totally. whatever I was eating and not really experience it, and not really enjoy it, and mm-hmm. then it's it's missed. But like right. that, that impermanence like causes me to want to not mm-hmm. dick around on my phone. It wants me to, to sit and have a conversation and slowly eat. Something. This is the last time you get to eat that meal. Right. Eat it. Yeah. Actually eat it. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand that. I think that's that's a pretty um, pretty big motivator in my life as well. I think most like people who who I would pr- refer to as like actively conscious mm-hmm. definitely make that a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least I hope they do, or at least they try. I think the literature on that is robust itself. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for you to read that book. I'm really excited. Which one is it that you're, you're saying? It's called How We Are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll show it to you. It's got a really classy cover. Cool. I feel like, I don't know what how it is. It's something about you. Like, people will recommend me books, and then I don't read their books. Like, often, I try. I'm working at being better at this. But I think that I've never, like, I think you've given me a few books over the years. And That's I possible. Feel, and I've read all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Why? Because I don't recommend books to people <laughs> often, and I don't recommend books to people because I liked it. Right. You recommend, I recommend a book to people because I know they'll like it. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a great gift. It's like really good. You're it's, like you've made like yeah. amazing like life changing recommendations. Oh, too. awesome. Good. I'm trying to think of some of the titles. I'm bad at remembering titles. Okay, you think of your. Bye, Max. Okay. Like You're getting me the book right now. This is great. I'm ruining your podcast. No, you can't. No, I'm over here. It's unruinable. Oh, cool. This is beautiful. Okay, so it's by Vincent Deary. Mm-hmm. Plug. I'm plugging it. Yeah. Officially. It was a great book. I read it in a somewhat tumultuous time a couple months ago. I'm going to read that. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah. Cool. Next topic, please. (laughs) 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 Tell me about your dad. No, that's, (laughs) that's, uh, inside joke. So literally, I was at a, um, a terrible conference thing i'm trying to remember what it was um it was some like gathering of like friends i can't remember okay. what it was it like a conference type thing and i kind of cultic yeah it might have been it might have been like a religious thing okay. it was i think it was a religious thing that i was like a christian thing that i was at like a camp or something like that oh it was like this family camp that like me and some friends go to and, and like i haven't been in a while but it was like we were helping play music at it and so i was at it and somebody was like great we're gonna do something really quick and we're going to pause, and then we'll get right back into it. So just turn to the person next to you and tell them about your father. <laughs> and I, we were all just like, what a terrible, what, that's the worst topic. And, like, I looked to my friends and was like, how many people's fathers are divorced or dead? And, like, all but, like, three people raised their hands, and I, like, go to the other two people, and I was like, high five, not divorced or dead. Oh, man. And they're like, yeah, I was like, I don't like my dad. And I was like, my like, dad was great. Like, you guys want to get out of here? I was like, my dad's really awesome. My dad is really awesome. He's a great guy. And, like, I think I was exclusively one of the few people yeah. that was in, like, that small group at that moment. And everyone's like, this is the worst. 
This is the worst. Whatever they're going to do after this, fuck it. I hate this right now. <laughs> my, my mind is suddenly elsewhere. Yeah, Weird. oh my gosh. Yeah, that's not the best. The worst. Talk about anything Talk else. About Literally anything. Do you think that he might have meant God? And no. just got badly misunderstood? No. Okay. No. <laughs> no, he was dead on like... No, it wasn't like a super like Christian-y Christian thing. Okay. It was like, these are people and they also like happen to be Christians, some of them, and some of them are not. Oh, those are always fun. Yeah. It was it's, real, real strained conversations yeah. in those types. Like, of like a if you believe this, that's great. But we also want other people's perspectives. That's nice. Yeah, what's that, what's that called cool. unitarianism? Uh, maybe. For know. some people, it might be. Taxonomy is a big thing with me. Mm. I might. Do you think I have Asperger's? What? No, <laughs> I don't. Having worked with many people, uh, and also Asperger's isn't a thing anymore. Oh, how has it been redelineated? Um, well, they removed it from the DSM. When they created the DSM-5, I think is what yeah, they're on now. So they, they removed Asperger's as a diagnosis. So now it's just autism spectrum disorder. You remember how, how easy ADD rolled off the tongue? Yeah. They gotta stop doing this. They just gotta, they just gotta decide. And then no more forward progress. Yeah. Uh, wait, I'm, gonna good, something? I'm gonna disagree did get, with wait, that. Did Asperger's get split apart into different things, or did they realize they were just misclassifying like my uh, No, uh, all, that's just been now rated as uh, autism spectrum disorder. Got you. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I don't actually, I'm not actually concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know a ton about, I, I know very little about diagnosing. It's never yeah. been a part of anything I've worked in. But sure. I know that. Cool. Cool. Uh, I hope you don't have uh, a I mental know. disorder okay. of any type, but if you do, I hope there's it flourishes a camp, There's a life. camp that says that it's all a matter of degrees and we all do to some extent. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 This is This is a good path we're going down. Yeah. I mean, I feel great about what we talked about. I don't feel like I have to force anything to happen. No, I feel good you? about this conversation. No, this is a great conversation. I'm cool. enjoying it immensely. Cool. I'm do you have any stuff day. that you want to keep talking about, or do you feel good? I want to keep talking. You want to keep talking on the podcast? I don't know what to bring. No, it's okay. I mean, I want to talk more about, like, you told me that you were writing stuff. We can. I want to hear uh-huh. about that. Like, I don't uh, know anything about what you've been writing. It's true. Nobody does. Yeah. So, you're going to keep it that way? <laughs> no, I mean, I can talk about it in generalities. Um, I used to have a lot of short stories. Mm-hmm. That are that I've since are lost to time. Okay. Um, uh, I write poetry still. I don't have a computer, which makes it really difficult to right. actually sit down and write on my cell phone. Right, <laughs> makes me feel kind of. Silly. Are you like exclusively like you write? You don't like handwritten writing. I'm left-handed. Mm-hmm. Um, part of being left-handed means that it starts to hurt after a while because right. you're pushing when you're pushing a pencil across a page instead of dragging it. Mm. Um, your hand is tensed. Oh, you can't interesting. Relax your I never. I had always thought so about have, like I have a ridiculously massive callus that's never going to go away. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. a really good callus. It's because I'm pressing into the pen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've never been able to handwrite very effectively. All of my diary entries used to be very short and concise. Mm. Um, I don't like taking. It was very difficult for me to take notes in school, and I cannot handwrite effectively when it comes to literature at all. I never thought about the pushing mm-hmm. process. I've thought about like, oh, you're. You're like slowly covering up what you write with your. It's hand. awful in pencil too because you're you're smudging. You're smudging. As it's going. Uh, yeah. If you've got like a typical ringed binder, like your hand is it up is, against the rings. It is not rings. a unreasonable proposition to get a kid to be right-handed. <laughs> in a in a world in which handwriting is the right. only only method of communication right. over distance. I'm not going to advocate that either, but that's great. I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in making someone be being right-handed, but being left-handed when it comes specifically to handwriting is an inferior way of doing it. Yeah, I just wish that there was like left-handed writing, like you can write from left, or sorry, from right to left, and just like um, Arabic is written right to left. Great, which is actually interesting to me. Or top-down. You can just do top-down writing. Sure. 
That'd be great. Nobody has to worry about I it. I really like typing. I'm becoming very... I love typing. This is the truth. It's like, yeah, just type. like, we've, we've solved it. Yeah, okay. That's the solution. <laughs> type. Yeah. But um, you'd need a computer. So then it's a then it's a classism thing. He's like, do you have the money for it? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote my first thing when I was 11. Yeah. Ask me what it was about. What was it about? Star Wars fan fiction, <laughs> yo. <laughs> <Holla>! <laughs> it was hardcore. It wasn't even the good ones. It, mm. was, it was some of that prequel. That oh. sweet, sweet prequel. It's like Jar Jar Binks in there? No, but I think there's like, they were there was like a Obi Wan Kenobi Qui Gon Jinn like a pit like para thing like it was it was basically them but not them. Nice. Was it like was there these. any romance? Ah uh, no, I think they they're they're starting. I I have to, I do this thing a lot where I'll st- I'll start a story and then abandon it mm-hmm. well before the first act is done. Right. Um, which I'm sure everyone does to some right. extent. I, but, it's important. Uh, yeah, they end up they. They get onto a ship, and I started getting really fiddly with the dialogue. Right. And then I was like, I'm 11. That's how you get lost. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to kick a can. Yep. No, but like, uh, so I brought up this, like, what are you writing right now? And maybe that's, in, and you're like, okay, I can kind of talk about this. Lost. You're writing poetry right Specifically, now. Specifically, I'm writing That's poetry. what you're focused on. Um, that's great. Are you putting it out and accessible to anyone? Or are you just... Absolutely not. Right. I don't, I don't, I'm not very proud of what I'm doing currently. Sure. Um, <clears throat> it's a little, poetry is... I want to say good things about it, but that as is, someone as someone who actively practices it, it yeah. sucks. It's so bad because of so many things. Most people don't like it. Mm-hmm. It is a form of art that is not well suited to our current no. culture at no. all. No, there's yeah. Um, it's got so like it's so hard to get people to want to read it. Um, you never know whether it's good or not. Like, there's no criteria for for goodness in, in this day and in age. Postmodern in postmodern poetry, yeah, there's literally yeah. like I go, I'll go into Barnes and Noble. This is actually what's sitting on my bed right now. Mean Free Path by Ben Lerner. Hmm. It's excellent poetry. Mm. I really dig it. But you might hate it. You right. never know. Right. Um. It's terrible. I've re- I've read some to people. You can you can't just read poetry to someone and be like they genuinely enjoyed it because they're gonna tell you they did. Right. And um, most people don't like most people don't know how to li- read poetry or hear. I don't poetry. think I know how to read poetry. Like it's ridiculous. It's the stupidest choice I could have made if it had been a choice. But it's something that I really enjoy. I like how it works. I like the form of it. Mm-hmm. I like I like the thing that I get out of it. I think is is. I get to, it's an art form where I don't have to worry about how big the hands are supposed to be in relation to the body. Right, right. I can literally go, I'm creating my own form using these tiny, mm. uh, you know, ideographs. Um, is that how you use ideographs? I don't oh, know. I don't know. You've got an uh, amazing vocabulary. Thank you. Yeah. I, I recently learned a, uh, what, a, what a personal vocabulary is called. Mm. It's called an idiolect. Oh, an idiolect is the is the number of words in your mind that you can draw on at will. Mm, that's uh, great. I, I met a linguist. You have a massive idiolect. Thank you. Yeah, it's impressive. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, uh, I'm very proud of it. Mm-hmm. It's part of why it's I a huge quality to yours. It's pleasant. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It used to be a little. I remember being a little boisterous back in the day. Yeah, so, Max, don't say boisterous. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's so funny. Um, no, but it's all about, like, all the poetry ends up being about me, which is difficult. It's really difficult mm-hmm. for me to describe third person. I don't know. I just don't know where I want to go with it. It's, right. a very, it's a very uncomfortable place for me to be right now. Um, from a, I, but it sounds like all the things that you're describing about what's uncomfortable is the how do I put it out into the world. But it sounds like, as far as, like, what it is for you. Yeah. I mean. It sounds good. It sounds like it's, it's doing good things for you. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just beginning to get to the point where it doesn't feel hackneyed. Or on accident. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Hackney Jr., obviously. Like, it's like you're going into it intentionally. You're creating poetry. It's almost becoming deliberate. Right. Whereas, Whereas for years and years and years, I've had to just fake it. I'm like... I'm just splashing words on a page like Jackson Pollock, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's finally getting to the point where I'm like, no, I kind of know how right. to. Which is important. Reap a desired effect of this. Right. You think myself. about learning to talk. You've yeah. got to babble before you can start totally. making words and yeah. sentences, and you've got to do that with any art form, especially if Absolutely. it's poetry. You've got to just be like, I like the way these words sound together. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it means anything. And yeah. people are like, you're right. It doesn't mean uh, anything. Pur- purple nurple? Is that yeah. a thing? Purple, purple nurple. nurple. Yeah. Anyone? Purple nurple. Purple nurple. I'm making a poem. Purple nurple. That okay? No. And, and you've got to go through that. You have to suck. You have Absolutely, to be a babbling yeah. fool before you can be articulate. And that was just like everyone. That was so hard for me. Right. I, I had so little self-love for that particular thing. Mm. I was so little leeway. Right. Yeah. Especially coming from what you were talking about being like a truth in yourself. Totally. And like, if you're doing something and it doesn't look good mm-hmm. and you're creating that into your universe, then that's having that's speaking so much into who am I? Absolutely. I'm a when bad you express poet. your identity <laughs> and do it poorly, yeah. it's uh, like seeing a picture of yourself that is you but ugly as shit. Like, yeah. you're just like, oh no. Right. So that the, came out of me. The two options are lie to yourself and yeah. think, This is great <laughs> right. and be wrong. Which or yeah, we've all been to open minds. Or say, I won't I won't let this destroy me yeah. and continue to be like hurt. A, an okay amount. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you just have to decide at what point you've decided to say the imperfection is acceptable. Right. Um, I think everyone gets to that point. No one No one has ever... I just. I was having this big conversation about music with my good friend Aaron uh, Stern, and uh, we were. he was talking about his, you know, expressed dissatisfaction with the way his music sounded, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I've heard your music, it sounds awesome, but you don't care about that, because you care, you don't care about what I think about it. No, music, you care really. about how it sounds You care about you. what you think about mm-hmm, your music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, no, I'm releasing this commercially, and I said, yeah, as a byproduct of your, you know, your mm-hmm. experience, and I go, you know, when we talk about Miles Davis, sure. like, one of the four, obviously, great artists of the 20th century, mm-hmm. four was enough, I can't back that number. Sure, that's uh, fine, but, I knew that was arbitrary, <laughs> because I know you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you ever look at an interview with Miles Davis, he's like, yeah, it's all shit, I hate it all, I burned it all every year. And you're like, what? <laughs> no, come on. Uh, and yeah, it's just sort of that, like, are you, why are you doing the thing? Mm-hmm. I'm do- I can't say that I'm doing it for myself, that would be a pretty bold-faced lie. Right, just sure, you've got to be honest with yourself. I, I, wish, I wish I could say, yeah, no, I just read the poetry for me, because right. it makes me feel good. But, but that's not true. Unfortunately... I'm doing it because I want someone to be impressed with my mind. Sure. You know? Yeah. Really roundabout way of doing that, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm impressed with your mind right now. I'm just, thanks, like, man. talking. You don't even have Appreciate to write that. anything. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the need... It's expression. It's, it's self-expression is not a recursive thing. Right. It doesn't feed back into you, and that means you'll never be satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. it you, you can only... Your satisfaction is literally... Mm-hmm. Reaped by someone else, right? And and then I think that that was that comes into expectation. Don't expect that this is gonna feel good all the time. And then when it does, you can be surprised. Yeah. What? What? I felt good about yeah, poetry. How yeah. awesome! Right. I expected that to feel awful, <laughs> right. and it was nice. Yeah. Weird. Every once in a while, when you can like it happens, maybe every month and a half, when you don't have to like start two stanzas and then erase it twenty minutes later and be like, well, didn't write a poem today. Right. Uh, one every once in a while, you'll go you'll go to a bar. I'm speaking in the third person. Why is that? I don't know. Uh, Every once in a while, Max goes to a bar. It's the second person. Uh, you'll go to a bar. Max will go. go to a bar. You, you confuse your person. <laughs> this has been really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it just ha- like over the course of a beer, you're like, oh, there's a 600 word poem that sounds fucking awesome. Right. And then later, two weeks later, you're like, that's shit. But like in the moment, that's when it's good. Right. That's when it's gravy. Right. 
Yeah. I love that. I wish I could write so- short stories. It'd be so much more fun. Well, I'll get back to it eventually. I think what we learned is low standards. Yep. Yeah. Low, like low the standards, bar. nothing is real. Yeah. Uh, time is meaningless. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> don't worry about money. It's fake. <laughs> I'm six foot four. Yeah. This is a <laughs> Don't good... worry about money. It doesn't exist. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can just travel and like, people will take care of you. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Trust please. Me. Please travel. Don't plan. Uh, walk on the street at night. Uh, in Italy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we know. We really we learned a lot. God, how am I not dead already? This is crazy. I don't know. Cool. I'll speak at your funeral. Can I have your stuff? Um, if you die. Right now? No, oh, if I if die. You die. You can have um, you can have the bedding. Cool. It's on the podcast. All right. Cheers. Dude.